in three, two, one. Welcome back to the most professional show on the planet. Joined today by my fellow co-host, Jim, and our special guest, Xeno. Or I might have gotten that wrong. What's going on, Jim? How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Hey, flawless start we're having to this show. We're a-okay. We are perfect. <laughs> way. We're super professional. We totally did not start this off muted with you guys. But how are you doing? How's it going, Drew? Did, didn't you even start the actual episode with, yeah, we're super professional. Yes, I did. Good job. Good. I'm. I, I I could be good. I, I, no, I could be good. I could be better. I could be worse. You know. Mm-hmm. Going back to yeah, you know, it's, it's relevant. It's what it is. It's what it is. It's just like this podcast. It could be better. Could be worse. Probably on more on the better side of things. It could be muted. Yeah, we could have also. <laughs> it could also be muted today. Um. Yeah, today we're being joined by uh by Big Jim. Welcome, dude. Uh, Hello. How would we describe Jim? I would say a, an amazing Twitch streamer. Um, I got to know him through the Warframe partnership, Warframe directory. Uh, doing other stuff now. Um, doing other working at Lutz. Can I talk about that? Sure. Doing 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 amazing things with Lutz, which is like a great thing that helps streamers as well. So, uh, yeah. I'm doing a great introduction. <laughs> Do I, did I forget something? Do you want to add something to it? No, that's good. Awesome. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out how to work free cameras, but we'll we'll work about that. Um, so yeah, today we're gonna we're gonna have a little uh, our very first guest framecast. We're gonna be talking about a couple of things. Um, we were talking while the mics were muted about the. Uh, the content coming up in Warframe, and Drew said that there was something on the dev stream about some content maybe coming up or so. So I can't remember if they said this the last time, but they're they're mm-hmm. planning on bringing out the Kuva liches uh, as of the the next patch, which is just like, ooh, nice. um, I like it. Kind of makes me wonder though what is coming in Imperion mm-hmm. if the uh, the Kuva liches are being slightly separated. Um, what else have we got? Um, the they showed off the new Hydroid Deluxe, which looked pretty damn awesome. Um, and they're hoping that the rework will come this week. So I know the main line will come this week or maybe mm-hmm. next week. So I, I got rework because Ember and Valvan rework is going to be in there as well. Right. Yeah. That that was the news. It was uh, main line should include almost everything they showed is what I remember. And then, like you said, which is the, the deluxe skin and then the reworks of Ember and, and Vobin, which makes me happy because, mm-hmm. like, Ember was, like, she was my main on Xbox. Like, when I first started streaming, I was just like, Ember, I could just world on fire, r- run through the map and talk with chat. Like, I didn't even have to pay attention to the game. It was great. And then uh, I've always I've always liked Vobin, so I'm, I'm a little excited to get my hands on that. Oh, uh, um, I just heard something. So, um Xeno, are you still happy with Jim as a guest on this podcast? Now that you know that he loves Ember and you absolutely hate Ember. <laughs> I heard Boobin. Did wait, no, Good. genuinely yeah. I heard Boobin. I did you not say you like Valban? I do, I like Bobin. Yeah. He's uh he's one of my top favorite frames of all time. I didn't but, hear But he also about said that he Ember. mained Ember. <laughs> I used to main Ember. Did you? Yeah, he yeah, used to. First... He, 
He realized yeah. his mistake. He got yeah. better. He got help. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was a Warframe wee lad, yeah, <laughs> new to the game, Ember, press four, you win game. Press four. Good. Press four to win. But um, our reworks <laughs> looks looks actually pretty good. Um, I'm excited to try it. Um, hoping that the armor stripping abilities will be so good that Casino has to forfeit Oberon and make Ember his favorite. No. No. Really not? Not gonna happen. No. We don't know the stats yet. But anyway, um No. So... <laughs> we were having some really interesting discussions right before we were getting the podcast started. I completely forgot them by this point. So Drew, do you remember any of them? <laughs> so what were we talking about? I was reading chat. <laughs> We were talking about some really cool things at the start of like before we got started, and me being the super great host that we are, um, completely forgot about them. Even though we were touching on so many interesting things that we were almost doing the podcast by itself. Well, let let's do what we were planning on doing, and let's touch on Jim. Yeah, let's touch yes. him very, very intimately. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jim, like, tell us about how you got to the whole Twitch scene. Like where did oh. it all start and everything? Because like you know, we all hear the stories from like the amazing Mugamu and people like that. But like, tell us where did you start? Mine was actually terrible. So like, <clears throat> mine was like so. Whenever okay, uh, here okay, here we go. So whenever people ask, like people stop into a to to a show or you know tune into a stream and they're like, hey. You know, I'm thinking about getting into streaming. Do you have any tips or pointers? Or I'm new to streaming. What would you suggest? My my answer is always like, well, I do have some tips, but don't do what I did because I did it wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> I started streaming in nightmare hardcore mode, one death, you know, like one death equals game over mode. Like, so when I started streaming, the way I got into it, I was like, hey, there's this stream thing that I saw my my roommate show me on this Twitch website. And I watched a few times. I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, you know, watched and, and I was enjoying shows. I was uh who who was who's my favorites? I was at the time I was watching uh Professor Broman, King mm -hmm. of Thalion, uh I'm a cutie pie, Night Blue Three, and there was one other streamer. There was like a total of five. Oh, it was Duck Sauce, of course. How could I forget? I watched the hell out of Duck Sauce. <laughs> um, anyways, I was like, yeah, yeah, I can stream. So I was like, well, I play video games all the time. I might as well just start streaming. That's a mistake. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't really part of any communities. You know what I mean? Like, that that whole concept was, was foreign to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just started streaming just by turning on just turned on the the xbox one day because i went direct xbox to, to twitch so there was no webcam i was using the the headset <laughs> microphone so it probably sounded really really good and uh and then yeah i just talked to myself while playing warframe and then one day someone showed up and talked back and i was like whoa how's it going dude and then another one showed up and i was like whoa this is great and then uh from there but but uh yeah the reason i say i did it wrong is because you know if if you're if you're an active viewer on twitch and you're hanging out um and being part of communities like it's much easier to get a start 
especially when people know you and you're friends with a lot of people. And then you're like, hey, I started streaming. And then everybody's like, what? Like, everybody's really excited for you. Like, so it's, it's, you make it harder for yourself if you just show up and nobody knows you're there. <laughs> so, like, why, why Twitch over something like YouTube or I assume there's other platforms? YouTube was a video site back then to me and I didn't know about any others and there was a Twitch app built right into the Xbox so it, you were able just to do a couple little settings and then go live direct from the console so that's that's why it was Twitch for me okay. so yeah I guess it was the restriction of being direct on console and this was well before Microsoft bought Beam and before it became Mixer so yeah, I remember you were one of the very first um, that I knew that tried to do the Beam thing when Beam was like this brand new streaming platform. What was that like? Because basically you are, you, you do have your community from Twitch, but you're starting all over on this brand new platform there. So yeah, back uh, back when I, like I said, I didn't know anything. And uh, I uh, I tried the, the restreaming thing for a little while too. So I, I kept going on Twitch. Uh, and this was before the affiliate program or anything. Um, so I was I was restreaming to Twitch and Beam and YouTube. And YouTube didn't didn't have a a live streaming market like a gaming viewership there at all. Like that one, I, I ended quickly. It was like two months with like nothing. I was like, okay, well that one's we'll remove that. Um, Beam, on the other hand, was really cool because there was like zero chat delay. If you're familiar with how Mixer mm -hmm. works. It was pretty neat. And then there was like some on screen soundboards or custom things you could add. Um, it was very similar to Twitch, except, you know, the it, it felt like a little bit quicker, but the viewership was so low, nobody was over there. So there wasn't a Warframe community. It was like me and one other caster. <laughs> that was it. It was like, all right, I think I might still be in the, the stream team uh, he set up, but that was it. So it was like, all right, there's, there's nobody over there. So like all the all the friends and viewers that I had were pretty much all streamers uh, mm -hmm. over on over on Beam. So I still I still know a lot of them today, uh, which is really cool. But it wasn't. Uh, and, and since, you know, back when I started, I was only Warframe. I was just just a Warframe streamer. That was it. Um, so that was, you know, and then that's kind of what what made my decision just to stick with Twitch. It's like, well, I'm Warframe and, you know, and so Warframe's all on Twitch. So I was like, all right, well, that's. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the decision. It, I think I stream or multi-stream for like six months, eight months, maybe something like that. Mm -hmm. So, and in my in the in the eight months of being on of being on Beam, it was like two hundred and something followers. I was like, yeah, Warframe isn't here. <laughs> like, this, is, this is not a good place to be. <laughs> so, so you were talking about that you you felt you went the wrong way about it because like you you had to like start up from the start without anyone knowing that you were actually streaming? Did you actually like tell the, like your friends or people around you that you were streaming? Have you told them by this point it's, or do they still not know? I mean, a lot of my friends know that mm -hmm. I'm streaming. Like uh, I had roommates at the time. So, and uh, yeah, they just, whatever they, they, they watch their own people. Some of them don't really get it. <laughs> uh, my family doesn't really get it. Um, so they're just like, oh, I don't understand you. As long as you're doing what makes you happy, little Jim, like that's, that's all right. Like, all right, thanks. Out of interest, because because we all have it, right? What is what is your go-to answer for like 
you know, someone's asking you, so what do you do? And you're, you just want to get out of the conversation. You, you can't really say like, you know, oh, I do YouTube videos because they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to follow up with like, so what's that like? You know, what is, you know, how much money do you make? You know, what kind of stuff do you like? Whenever someone asks me, like, oh, what do you put on YouTube? And I go like, you know, video game content. It's like, you know, it just crashes. So. <laughs> I have never, ever, ever seen a content creator that has been like, oh my God, it is like, uh, th that will tell that. Everyone I hear just wants to jump out on that. Maybe Jim will be the exception now, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah, like, I'm exactly the same. I, so I don't really jump out of the conversation and I don't mind talking about it. Um, it's more uh, that I'm pretty sure they don't quite, grasp it or aren't really interested it's more of like mm -hmm. a so what is it as like a like a rhetorical mm -hmm. question so my answer is always um well they're like well what's live streaming or what's twitch i'm like well <clears throat> it's a website and, and live streaming is basically like interactive tv is how i describe it to people like mm -hmm. it's like watching a show mostly specific to video games or podcasts however there's a live chat where you can like interact and talk with the hosts and mm -hmm. that's how I describe it. And some people are like, oh, that's really cool. Or some are like, oh, okay, neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like move on. Like that's it. And and so it's like, I don't I'm happy to talk about it. And it is it is fun and it's exciting because like a lot of people don't don't think about live streaming as being interactive TV. And uh and I think it's really neat because if you were to if you were to, I, I don't know, like take take a news show, for example, right? Like imagine all the people watching news on like your evening news channel mm -hmm. imagine being able to like have a direct line of chat with those hosts like then people would get it right people are like oh yeah yeah i'm i watch uh you know frank uh, I don't know, the, the only thing that i can imagine with that is that whenever they announce like that someone passes like you just see all the f's in chat um <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like somebody checking out Twitch for the first time and it's just like filled with memes? They're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Um, another question along those lines. Um, how do you feel about like your own content being played next to you when you're in the room? Like if people play clips of you, of your Twitch stream, when you're right next to them, how does that make you feel? Can you stand that? Is that something that you're comfortable with? Like, because yeah, I can't, like, I'm, I got to get out of the room. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a situation where somebody's done that, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever been in a situation where somebody's been playing my content while I'm in the room. You're lucky, man. How, how do you feel about Drew? Can you stand it? Yeah, no, uh, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> like, whenever it comes up, I'm like, you know, where you see, like, scuba divers that they sit on like the edge of the boat they cross their arms and they're about to fall backwards mm -hmm. like i always envision myself like pushing out the window sitting on the edge and then diving backwards out the window <laughs> it's like abort 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 do not want to be here it's like it's the second story floor as well um so we've spoken about your time with twitch so how how long not exactly but roughly have you been on Twitch. I can tell you exactly how long I've been on how Twitch. How long have you exactly been on Twitch? <laughs> Since January 6th, 2016. It was the first week of the new year. 
And so it was that Monday is when I started. I was like, all right, we're going to start. I'm going to give it a year. And if it's successful, as deemed by my feelings, <laughs> then we'll continue. And if not, then I won't do it. So I was like, all right, we'll give it one year and see how it goes. So I'm not entirely sure if this is against the terms and conditions for Twitch because like I have any idea, but what would be like the biggest thing you would want to improve on Twitch? Hmm. Like the one one thing comes to mind uh, immediately, but I guess I've never thought about if there's anything that I would rather have more. Um I, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it then. Uh, I think discoverability um, mm -hmm. is, a, is a big issue. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about it lately, or at least a couple people you know, are talking about it. It doesn't really get brought up that much, but if you compare it with like YouTube, right? Like there's always recommended videos. There's always something new that could potentially autoplay. Um, and it's not just, you know, there's, there is a, a trending section, but then there's also like tons of other, you know, recommended videos and things that, that are related to, what you watch based on like tags and the algorithm and things like that. And Twitch doesn't have that. The newest update kind of helped with that a little bit. And where I noticed that the, um, the directories aren't sorted by views anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, which yeah. is I guess, a step in the right direction, but there's still no, I don't know. I, I it, it definitely needs improvement somehow. I don't, I don't have the answer for you. Like there's, there's other people that have done mm -hmm. that. Like have thought really hard and have pitched ideas on how it could be fixed. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, that would help not only, not only, you know, it would help everybody's channel, right? Not, not only mine, but mm -hmm. you know, everybody else as well. So. All right. So on the, on the topic of Warframe, because that is basically the community that you got into and you, you, you grew bigger, um, within, um, when it comes to Warframe right now, what are you most excited for? What are you looking forward to? I've been waiting for uh, the new war for like a year and a half now. <laughs> like for me, Warframe, Warframe, you know, like my my time with Warframe has gone from wanting to play it all the time mm -hmm. and collect everything. Like I did that already. That's that's done. I, I mm -hmm. collected everything. I, I did all the stuff. Right. Like my main account was Xbox and I had everything. I, mm -hmm. As soon as MR25 came out like that week, I was MR25. Like I had everything. Right. Um, now, of course, I'm on PC and I haven't touched the Xbox account, but that's uh, I, I'm, I'm, I no longer need to do everything or have every weapon or have, you know, mastered master rank every weapon. For me, the game is more about like what's what's next in the story, like like sure the like I enjoy the the summer event and the Halloween event, which isn't out yet. I don't think it should be coming out sometime soon. Um, like I enjoy the little events they do, but like Warframe, right? Like the story, like the cinematic quests, like that's, that's what it's all about. And that's kind of how my community, um, has evolved too. It's been like, uh, for like a year now, well, just over a year, I've been doing a lot more, um, story and campaign game content to like, so we can like experience those together. That's like kind of what my community is mm -hmm. about now. Like I do lots of campaign games back to back like things that i've never played before so like always blind playthroughs uh like full completion stuff like that so games that have really cool stories and um so for me that's kind of i've just been in like a holding pattern for warframe like yeah we can farm relics but that doesn't do me any that doesn't do anything for me like cool i've got ducats now <laughs> thanks like yeah. so that's that's 
to answer your question, that's what I want. I want I want the new war. I want new uh, new story stuff to play. Like I want to learn more of the Warframe mm. universe. Right? We've got all this stuff yeah. coming out, and the the Kuva Liches that are supposed to be coming out, you know, with this next update are. Um, so hopefully going to leapfrog us into some of that content, right? And prepare us for Empyrean. But I don't know if the new war is going away or if they're, or if it's still on the table or if it's been morphed into, you know, Empyrean, like if it's going to all like mesh together and we won't have that story or if Empyrean's the setup for the new war. And then like, you know, planes of, of Divari, Div Divari, De Devari, Deviri. Yeah, 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 that yeah. one. So like, that looked really interesting too. Like, mm -hmm. what's the story going to be there? Like, I think that's going to take a really long time. Like, um, give us those. <laughs> I've been, and, and I've been really worried. With, I've been really worried when it came to like the planes of Jafiri that that's going to be like far beyond next year's Senocon. But um, I think that Drew is pretty certain about um, um, New War coming out at least before the end of the year, right? Yeah, like they they made the announcement that it's going to be Christmas this year. I think it would be really damaging to them if they didn't release it Christmas. Yeah, I honestly feel. What do you mean? They've they've delayed stuff before, like they've been. But like, they've yeah, not made an announcement for it before. We'll not, see. Not I, in a big video so. that's on their YouTube channel. Yeah, okay, on Tenocon. So I forgot about that, but yeah, he mentioned that. Um, so I saw people in chat already uh, speculate about, hey, we're, we're getting the, the, the Kufa Liches now, we're getting the reworks now, basically everything they talked about, we're getting it now in the mainline update. Um, what's going to happen with, with, with Railjack if it's going to be in furry parts? Could the second part maybe be the new war mm. in disguise? What do you think, Drew? No. No, I, I, I think... I think the new war has been developed independently of all the other stuff on the side mm -hmm. to the point of there, there, there's, it's just going to be a separate thing. It's like, they want it to be like a repeatable quest, right? Mm -hmm. Like how can you have a repeatable quest where you're building your, the, the dry dock, your, your, your well, ship and everything it's, it's, it's well I, I i was thinking more of like they're saying oh it's gonna be three parts and it's like the first part will be like the dry dock and the second part hey new war third part real jack like yeah, that maybe i may maybe mm -hmm. maybe but i i just think that we're not gonna see the dry dock or anything i if anything I feel that Imperion will be delayed to the other side of Christmas entirely mm -hmm. than they try to shoehorn in anything mm -hmm. this side. I think they're more concerned about making sure the new war is out by Christmas. I hope so, because I think that the the uh, the Warframe lore is something that I do really appreciate. Have you guys both played uh, Destiny 2 now that it's free? I've actually been playing it uh, again recently and just makes me appreciate Warframe even more. <laughs> <laughs> Have Jim, you been playing yeah. it, Jim? Yeah, I've I'm uh I'm a like a Destiny Day One player, like of both Destiny One and Destiny Two. And that was that was one thing that if we got talking about I was gonna bring up like this the whole past couple of weeks I've noticed a bunch of 
friends, a bunch of streamer friends, a lot of people like are now streaming and, and finally getting into Destiny. And I'm like, oh, it makes me so happy to see like all these people and, and not just playing it, but like really enjoying it too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you can think of them like I don't even have to name names. You're probably like, oh, yeah, that that person. I never thought I'd see them and that and that one. That one. And it's like everybody's so, so happy. And I'm like, yes, thank you. And now now you can't just like you know now you can't just like say something of never played the game and just making assumptions right and it's like oh you're enjoying it it makes me so happy because i i do like i do like destiny a lot i i have been enjoying destiny but the problem i have is from a pc player's point of view where i have no idea what the plot of the first one is and like, I'm so confused as to half the stuff that's going on. Like, who is Gaul? Who is the Speaker? Who is... God. There are so many people that you... Oh, God, what was... What was um, in Forsaken, what's the name of that woman? I can't remember. Petra? No. Not Petra. The other one. Can you describe her? Yeah, she's not there. What? What do you mean she's not there? No, you know, the sister. Uh, the... the queen? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Marasov? Yes, that's the one, right. Marasov, right, she has a huge plot element, right, yeah. in the first game. <laughs> and, like, you, second, you know, people that are picking up from the second game have no idea who she is, well, and you can't go and find out without just browsing the web to find out. Well, you, you kind of can. You you kind of can't. So like Destiny Two was set up in the like Gaul. There's there's a whole Red War campaign. Like initial huh. Destiny Two. If you haven't played that, I would say play that. But I thought so. You're right. So what I found out was people were telling me that if you start a brand new account, you start with all of that pre-completed since they start everybody at level fifty-seven fifty. Oh yeah. You have to you have to go find the the campaigns from. I think they gave it to Amanda Holiday in the hangar. Yeah. 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 So like the Red War was Destiny 2. That was core Destiny mm -hmm. 2. Yeah. And then Osiris came out and then Warmind came out and then Forsaken. Uh, Forsaken. Forsaken no yeah. Shadow Keep. So and while you don't get a lot of that uh the reef lore from Destiny 1, which which was pretty cool, um what they I feel what they did with um with Forsaken when they reintroduced you with Petra and um the dreaming city because dreaming city was never in destiny one it was like an area for the awoken it was like alluded to right so it was really cool to see that whole environment and how it changed over the weeks um in this one and then when you finally got to you know go visit the the queen as mm -hmm. part of doing activities it felt really neat and you got some lore and stuff like that um which i thought was really cool so <laughs> I wish they'd force new players to, like, upon first logging in, to actually do the the Red War. I don't know. As as someone who enjoys the stories, you know what I mean, and the lords that they that they built in, um, I I think that they should have made everybody kind of go through the campaign or at least pop up an option, right? Like, hey, this is the thing. Do you want to start? Like, not. Mm -hmm. Not just mystery. Have to go find the campaigns. I I, I seriously. Hiding, like, Spent yeah. like fifteen minutes trying to find where I could get the where I could get a campaign because I played uh, I played it when it came free on Battle.net. So mm -hmm. I then that did launch me in the original campaign of Destiny Two, and then I moved over to Steam, 
And I didn't know that like it would all reset at the same level. So I'm kind of surprised to hear that even if you start a brand new, you look, you just like you just tossed in there like, OK, figure it out. But I was like, right. where do I go? Because one thing with Destiny is that you have uh, I have gotten a real appreciation for uh, for its uh, cinematics. I really like its score, the, the tile sets. It looks really good. Like like there, there are there are some things where I think it really like shines over something like Warframe. But when it comes to like the amount of things that you have and like the way it's oriented, I have no I have no idea where to go because apparently you get the campaigns, you can find them with the shop lady, which is like you have to scroll down to campaigns to see that you have them, and then you have to go to another lady to claim them, which is all the way at the other side, and then oh my god, like I really try to get into the Destiny lore, but what I've always had a little bit with Warframe where you have like the Lotus pop up and they try to just deliver lore while you're shooting and look, hey, Tenno, do this. Hey, Tenno, did you hear about that? I'm like, no, I'm busy. I'm shooting. Um, <laughs> Destiny does that all the time. They'll have like one cool cinematic, which looks really well made. And then you go over to the regular game and it's just like, you just have like this little white thing of like your guardian, or like not guardian, the, 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 the the ghost. The ghost popping up and it's just like it says ghosts and it's like they're just talking your ear. But it's it's for me like a little bit too low that I just like even if I try to listen, I just very quickly like filter it out and like, oh shit, I just didn't get what they said. And then you just mm. like it's so hard for me to keep track. Yeah. I think that's one thing that has seriously helped Warframe is the way it tells its narratives. Right. So obviously in the beginning, it was very much like Destiny. You were told you weren't shown. But then when they did the second dream and you saw that, you know, amazing cinematic scene where, you know, it's all new, fresh new animations, your Warframe collapses and what's called your operator crawls along the floor to to you know, reactivate the Warframe. It was just like, holy shit, what the fuck's going on? And the music is just, oh. But I think that more games really need to learn that you cannot exclude your player from the narrative. They can't just be a Gordon Freeman, I'm doing all the stuff, but I have no voice of my own. They need to branch away from that yeah no i um i feel that like i i've i've met players especially in warframe um when the second dream came out that absolutely started to hate the game because they love this idea of having a a character that had no voice that had no personality so they could protect their own character on top of it but i do have like trouble connecting with my guardian in destiny because it's like most of the time it's first person few and then you always swap things out um like always swap your equipment out because you get better stats and then all of a sudden it's like you see him and he doesn't really speak i'm like oh wait oh yeah that's me i, I never have that connection but yeah um speaking of the second dream um how did you enjoy how did you experience the second dream jim what was that like second dream was was awesome i thought it was great like the second dream and then the war within i thought they were in the sacrifice like all the cinematic quests and like i said i'm a i'm a story nerd and so like being playing through something like that 
Um, and both of those games share that element where it like puts your character in there. And I'm sure all games do that, right? Your own custom characters mm-hmm. is really cool. So I thought that was, I thought that was really good. It was definitely a, uh, it was definitely like a, uh, a turning point for Warframe, I think, you know what I mean? Cause they used to do like smaller types of campaigns and stories and, you know, <clears throat> ways to obtain the, the frames and things like that, that weren't really that story based i guess you know what i mean it's just Mm -hmm. like hey you do a thing and you get a thing and this one was more like you know telling the narrative putting you into it and then giving you you know like the like a not really a conclusion because i didn't really end any of that it's kind of like continuation but yeah Mm -hmm. i liked it (laughs) (laughs) so where would you like to see the new war go well exactly where we've been shown dude this the whole sentient world like with all those sitting out wherever they're they're hiding there and uh i think i think it'd be really cool to get to get either in the big ship which was you know we've all been speculating what it is and you know if hunhouse shows up and it's all it's all sweet and there's just tons of just 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 sentient stuff you know what i mean and then if we get some really neat lore in there where if there's been like some experiments going on you know, like from the Orkin and then we, we see uh Ballas over there and then maybe the sentients were conducting their own experiments at one point. So then we get like, I don't know, like another hybrid Warframe that's more sentient than, you know, um, Revenant, you know, type of thing. Or we get like an army, like what if there's an army of like sentient Warframes like that you fight against type of thing, like these really hybrid kind of how they did um, the Stalker ones, the Acolytes, but mm-hmm. they're more... They're more sentient hybrids, but they're controlled by like Hunhau or something, and it's like a like a gigantic army of death squad that you gotta fight through. Like that would be sweet. Okay. Okay. Question for you. Solid solid question for the pair of you. Mm-hmm. Right. We're obviously getting the Kuva Liches, mm-hmm. which are gonna be the first ones are the Grenier, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you could choose any other faction. They don't have to be Kuva infused, right? Any other faction, it could be a brand new faction. You can describe what that faction is. What should the next faction be, Jim? It's ah! a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> or would you rather Michelle answer first? If Michelle has an answer, go for it. I'm trying to think. I don't have an answer, like... but I'll come up when I when I'm talking about it. So, like the yeah. next faction, I think. Um, I'm really curious when it comes to the new war because. I really hope that that will be the entry, the official entry of of the sentience. I think sentience have been given a bit of a false start because we haven't really seen them yet. Because we had Warframe started out with the Grenier, then we got the Corpus, and then we got the Infested. And I think that the Grenier were the original design, the Corpus were like a completely new unit, and then the Infested basically just started out like, what if we would like screw around with these models? And oh my god, here we go. Those are like infected Gnir and Corpus. Then we got the Sentience, and I remember them very clearly saying in like 2015, the Sentience will be like the new faction, which will be super more powerful than anything you've seen before, and uh, you're going to have a really tough time finding these guys. And then, okay, so these enemies get introduced in the game, and it's only on Lua, sometimes one or two show up. So I don't really feel like I've fought the Sentience yet. And I don't feel like, even with the Eidolons, I don't technically feel that they're Sentience. Like, yeah, you know, they are, but also no. So I really hope that in the new war, we can actually have, like, a Sentient Exterminate mission or something like that. Or an Sentient, like, like you just only fight Sentience. 
if we would have something else, then sentience and a completely new faction, we kind of have the brute force when it comes to the, the Grenier, which is just like malform, just like power. Um, then you have the, the, the corpus, which is more like robotics and greed. Then you have sentience, which is kind of like your AI gone, gone, like, like, AI gone Warframe, which is uh, which is basically what these things are: super high artificial intelligence. And you have you infested, which are kind of like you know you're infected. Uh, I would probably like to see. Um, I'd like to see something different. Maybe some uh, maybe a faction which doesn't really represent anything humanoid, because I feel that a lot of factions are just like. They're kind of like humans, except for... I would argue that the sentience aren't. Except for the sentience. But then again, the sentience were, like, made by the Orokin, which, like, Orokin are kind of like humans. So, like, I would love to see, like, a real alien species, like Elfie says in chat. Like, something like, that's like, oh my god, no one knows what this is. Because we all know what everything is now. So, Jim, how about you? I've given you some time. While you've been talking, I've been thinking, and I... I... I think I agree. I would. Uh, I've always really liked like the uh, the artwork and the styling of uh, the Orkin stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so maybe there's like an old Orkin or Dax faction that's been existing in a different solar system. <gasps> still. Yes. Like maybe they like went off as like exiles or rogues, and they've got this entire like city and civilization. And maybe once we fly to this new system, that they're like on a different planet waiting. Um, or like doing their own thing and then once they feel our presence via an energy signature as we like fly into the solar system using their like scanners or something like they magically show up and then I don't know maybe maybe we make a settlement right like maybe mm-hmm. once we get to the new thing instead of it just being a star chart maybe we have like a home base settlement and then after a certain period of time we get invaded and it gets like destroyed and then they like overtake it type of thing so like a social space but then they they come in and destroy it and then our new social space like it evolves over time to mm-hmm. be like you know first it's us and it's really nice well kind of like camp site type of thing and then once we start getting up there then we get invaded and it's just like blown out and then we've got like retake it or maybe we can never retake it because these these new decks i don't know and then and then like meanwhile there's still like the sentient thing which we came for but we got to put it on hold because we're being attacked by these other people who we thought were extinct you know what i mean and they're all mm-hmm. sitting around playing games of comey and you're like oh my god like what's going on i really so, like that idea like yeah. seriously i think that when it comes to the the void and like the the, the void enemies they're, they're they're just like corrupted regular units I would really love to have like those those dark soldiers that you see in the sacrifice like just the golden mm-hmm. unit guys would be like attack you. It's like oh my god, that would be amazing, and especially yeah. the evolving thing. Um, I remember saying that with the planes of Eidolon when they released Fortuna, which are like three to four times bigger. I was like, why don't we apply that to the planes and instead of just making the planes bigger? Like, mm-hmm. why don't we just take like that like energy barrier that's around it? Which like why is that around it? We don't know. So let, let's give that a reason because there's a bunch of Eidolons outside, and. Um, only at night one can sneak through and we can take them down. But these barriers protect us from the Eidolons and we'll have raids into the Eidolons territory, which will just be like endless missions of Eidolons where you will die in five minutes or something. But if enough people do it, like like we can move the barriers and we can come to like a land where 
Grenier are tougher and rewards are more aplenty and you can move that out. But if you don't do enough, it will go back. And then you have like an evolving thing where like, like, and I really like that idea with like the, with like the home base where it's like, we put something down and like, well, we, we fight and we win and we lose. So yeah, I really love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. one one law thing I want to jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, the void enemies, they're not void enemies. The corrupted are created what's by what's called the neural sentry, right? Mm-hmm. Which is supposed to be a defense system built by the Orokin that's in place in the towers. So the idea is that if the tower is invaded by anything, the neural sentry will you know, face hug the actual enemy and take control of it. Oh. Right? Mm. So those are actually pseudo orican enemy more than they are enemies of uh, which are from the void you know mm-hmm. the dax that's actually in the daviri trailer right that, i was gonna get to that too i was waiting yeah <laughs> yeah that that could potentially be more of a void enemy but one thing that would also be uh, kind of nice is if maybe something organic dies in the void then maybe that could be a conduit for Wally to do its thing. Wally? Yeah. You know do you not oh the, the man in the wall. Oh, oh I was yeah. thinking Wally like like the, the movie no, <laughs> the robot. The robot. I was like, well he's either going man in the wall on like he wants to see cute adorable robots that can fix things. Like, no, I, I was literally thinking it was like you were you talking about a plan? Or are you talking about like 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 what kind of part of Wally are you t- what I was thinking about the movie? <laughs> yeah. Who is the man in the ball, you guys? Who is it? Well, it's clearly Steve. We agree. With his pink shorts. <laughs> I'd say it's Oryx. Alright, so now what will what would be your <laughs> Your faction, if you could make one up, if you could create one. I honestly would like to see like a huge evolutionary jump for the the sentience, where that they like you know maybe instead of being like the thin piddly things that we have against us, like there might be one which is like a big hulking thing that mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't have any legs and it's just floating along sort of thing. But it just I just I am envisioning. This thing that's like twice the size of a Tenno, just grab the head of a Warframe, just pick it up and slam it into the ground. Like a tentacle monster? No, I wasn't going to go, like, no, it actually has like hard constructed parts and things, but maybe like it just floats like on energy sort of thing. The only thing I can describe it close to is an Archon from StarCraft, the Protoss Archon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my god, you actually know what that is? Okay, cool. I mean, we already have a tentacle monster in the game, and that's Hydroid. Um, hashtag save the Hydroid trailer because it's still not out. I'm still waiting for it. I Isn't it just would... waiting on like a script on dialogue? I don't know. Like they showed they were halfway through at some point two years ago, and I've never seen the Hydroid Prime trailer come out. So I'm still ex- like I-, I think that they're still working hard on it. I think that that has priority over the new war. Must have. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many primes that don't actually have uh anyway. Like anyway. the prime trailers are cool and all, but I think I think people put too much too much emphasis on them being needed to launch. Like it's they're cool when they started doing them and it was like, oh neat, but they're 
I mean, they're they're visually sweet, but just just give us another story. But <laughs> can can, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like these prime trailers that they did were pretty sweet, but this Hydra yeah. prime trailer has been in the works for over two years. Two straight years. They've been working so hard 24-7 at this Hydro Prime trailer. <laughs> oh um, my god, it must be like a feature-length movie. Yeah, like imagine what it will be. Like If it's not a feature-length movie, I'm just going to like like delete my Warframe account and hate Warframe for the rest of my life. But I'm, I'm super excited. Warframe, please give it to me. I'm really stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I got no expectations. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's when it comes down to it. It's, it's creating... It's... It's creating a, a trailer, a cinematic trailer for a a loot box, like a, a microtransaction is what is what it is. It's a it's a cinematic trailer for a microtransaction. Like, dude. Why? Okay. Okay. So okay, I got a question to ask because I don't know how you guys feel about microtransactions. I think or like the loot boxes thing. Like, let's say loot loot box because I think loot boxes are the most egregious, terrible thing. But if a the game developer would make a feature length movie for every loot box that they would put in the game. Would you find it somewhat more acceptable than if they just like did it like EA did with Star Wars? Because I'd be down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you make feature length movies for every single loot box you put in the game? No, all right, I'll give you it. I'm going to give when you it. When would there be time for them to make game content? I don't know. No, I think, I think, okay, so. Let's let's make this a bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. Say they turn around and say, like, okay, if you, the audience, buy a hundred million loot boxes, right? We will spend the money to make a feature length film, Ooh. right? Right. I think that would be a lot more acceptable, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. than anything else. Right, there there are fifty million registered players for Warframe, a hundred million loot boxes. That just means like two a piece. Yeah, some people will buy more, some people will buy much less. Obviously, I think they should do what like I think every company should limit how many you can buy at a time. And oh like yeah, that, you know, one person that freaking yeah, pays Jim, for that one did you, game. Did you hear about this? There was a guy in Australia that spent um. On a single mobile Transformers game that came out in 2016, he spent a total of um, 220,000 Australian dollars. Which is like 150 US dollars. 150,000. But did he win? No, it was his time savers. How how, you could imagine if it would have, if he didn't spend that money though, he could still be way back where he was, okay? Mm -hmm. Worth Uh, it. Definitely worth it. (laughs) It's insanity, dude. It's insane. And like, okay, so he, so, so the, he wasn't the one that announced this, or it wasn't like his family. No, the, the developer of the game presented this on a conference to other developers, saying, "This is the reason why you should do microtransactions because we can get people yeah. to spend two hundred thousand dollars." Yeah. I mean, uh, it, over the over like how? So if do you know how long over the course three of how many? So how many? Three years. Three years. So. It was oh, six point one thousand a month. That's a lot of money. Imagine what he does for a career if he has that much extra income. Well, who knows? Maybe he's just—he's got a really bad Maybe addiction, it. and he's very bad at money management. <laughs> I mean, that could be too. Yeah. 
that's crazy. But I don't know. I, I do like the idea circling back to Zeno's thought on instead of community wide events, mm-hmm. like technically to a point, it would be a community wide event. It would be. But instead of it being like the the caring or the um, the giving thing where Tenobomb, wherever everybody gifts, purchases and gifts a bunch of um, in-game items that get donated to charity. If it's a another community goal where, you know, it's for content or something, it, it's it'd almost be like it'd almost be like a like a Kickstarter fundraiser. But within <laughs> yeah. the game at that mm. point, like, hey, mm-hmm. buy our dragon mod packs <laughs> and then <laughs> that'll help us fund the next thing like that'd be kind of neat but it would have to be exclusive right it can't be something they've already promised you know yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not yeah, something yeah. that would already be on the on the foreseeable uh future scope of the game it would have to be like above and beyond like well we weren't planning on doing this um but people suggested it really hardcore especially that big gym id on that one uh show we watched that one day it was a great idea we want to include a new faction and uh social space but in order to do that in order to make his idea come to life specifically for him uh, we need to sell these uh, <laughs> these specific things. Comb it's, Prime, Comb Prime, microtransactions that can fund a, a social prime. space. What? Comb's a grenier weapon. Exactly. You wouldn't. No, you get a comb you wraith. Shut, you shut your mouth. You get your wraith. No, I'm getting a prime. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I, I don't know where to follow on from this. I'm just I mean, like, oh. All right, well. I can. Oh, go ahead. Okay, speaking of charities, quick aside, I noticed today, right before we're getting ready for the the show, um, is that, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Wizards of the Coast made custom a custom Magic the Gathering mini set mm-hmm. for uh, Extra Life. And it's a partnership with My Little Pony. So it's a My Little Pony Magic the Gathering set. They've also got play mats to go with it. And purchases go towards uh, Extra Life. Oh, shit. Can you you link this? Yeah. Can you link it in chat? I've I've just got to see this. There it is. This is the weirdest. What the hell? Yeah, like, if if you can zoom in on some of these cards, I think one of them is... Uh, this mythic pony gets, uh, plus one, plus one in Menace, uh, if it's nighttime. If you're playing the game and it happens to be night for you, it's good. Or, uh, another one is if you reveal an actual My Little Pony, something that you own, your, the card gets protection from, like, all colors for as long as you reveal it or something. It's, like, totally neat, like... It's the coolest thing. I was like, oh, that's so sick. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Sold from October 22nd through November 5th or until they sell out. Mm-hmm. How, how, how nuts that... is that? Like, it's just a tiny little set. You can't play it in actual magic, but it, they, they're, they're naming it Ponies the Galloping. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Puns. It's freaking sweet, man. I thought it was a great idea. It looks It looks really funny. I love it. Yeah. I, I am hoping there are more than just those four cards. I um, don't know. It looks like there's three. looks like the card sets are only three decks. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe the four decks. It looks like the three decks, the little, uh, the, the stars, the moon, and the, I don't know, yeah. the, the other one. We'll but, never know. Yeah. 
honestly, that looks really cool. Actually, the, 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 this jumps on a question that I wanted to ask when we were on the topic of loot boxes. When it comes to like Magic the Gathering or um, Pokemon cards, whatever card game um, you've collected in your childhood or still collect and you have really good memories with, um, how do you feel about them being basically loot boxes themselves? Because you, you buy them and you pull them open and you got to see what you have. And sometimes you get a rare and sometimes you just get doubles. Can I can I jump on this? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So first off, the big thing about the the loot, uh, sorry, the Magic the Gathering card packs, mm -hmm. or the big thing is, it's a physical item, mm -hmm. right? So you can take that and then you can resell it. Mm -hmm. If you were to get a legendary card in Hearthstone, right, mm -hmm. you can't resell that to another player that really wants it. Right, mm -hmm. it it's just in your inventory. Things like, let's say, oh god, um, oh, Prime Chamber, right? Mm -hmm. The the really really rare mod in Warframe. You cannot take that and sell it, right, for real money. It's against the terms and conditions. If they find out that you've done this, they'll shut you down, right? Um, you know, but with physical items mm -hmm. you know you still have the item you can do with it as you wish another big thing is if warframe if hearthstone if heroes of the storm if any of these games that rely on loot boxes shut down right that's it you've got nothing for your worth right in eu law it states that if you buy anything on a digital service you have to retain that equal worth so if oh. something like Hearthstone shut down, well, effectively, Hearthstone, sorry, Blizzard have to print out all the cards and send them to you, all the cards you own. Wow, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's EU law, right? And either that or they have to reimburse you for the worth of those items. Does that right? also account for, like, is that only loot boxes or is it also, like, Prime Axes with Warframe? I depends I don't know about Prime Access. I was going to say, yeah, it depends on if the law specifies a loot box or microtransaction. Because honestly, no, I, no. I, I'd, I'd be happy if Warframe shuts it down if they just like sent me statues of like the Prime Access that I bought. <laughs> Prime Access would be considered a, uh, a microtransaction. It's um, it's not microtransactions. It's when you've got the blind bag systems, so right. like loot boxes or like Magic the Gathering, where you open it up and you get um, random cards. Or if you were to go to, uh, you know, those gachapon machines and things yeah. like, you know, you you crank the, the wheel, the gachapon comes out, you open it up, and like it depends on which one you get. It's just random, right? Do, so this, it's this will be a giant mess with all the mobile games that use this tactic like the infinite yeah. amount of these things and then when they at some point shut down it's like damn dude that's gonna be a giant mess yeah so but the thing is like so many so few people know about this law no one does anything about it it's it's the same thing with uh if if you ever find a company that you don't like like blizzard like i've learned about this for the blizzard thing um and you want to like fuck with them a little bit you can go if you're in the eu uh, you can go and uh, send them an email or a letter um, attaching your a copy of your of your ID and then tell them that you want to have all the information that they have about you and you want to have 
You want to know all the information they have about you, the way that they acquired it, the way they used it, to which parties they shared it, to which parties they could have shared it, and if they haven't shared it to other parties, how other parties could have acquired their data, your your data, and if it has been leaked, and if it hasn't, if, and if it has been, hasn't hasn't been leaked, how it could have may have been leaked. So it's like they need to get this entire sheet of data. Um, and this and like people said, it's like about a month's work for like one single person to go and shift sift for everything. You give them a month, wow. and you say if it, if I don't have it in a month because this is my right as an EU citizen, I will file a complaint with the with the EU if you don't give it to me within a month. So yeah, if you do that, you'll give a company a lot of work. <laughs> it's insane. Weaponized GDPR. Yep, that's <laughs> a GDPR thing. So have you guys been in like the collecting thing of? Um, like Magic or Pokemon? Yeah, I used to play Magic a lot. I just, mm. yeah. I uh, I just play Magic Arena now, though. The, um, the World of Warcraft TCG. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I, uh, I didn't know that existed. I played way too much of that. I spent way <laughs> too much money on that. Like, Oh, wait, it, no, you... I actually played that, too. Yeah, I... Um... Wait, yeah, actually... Yeah, Do I've, you still I've have the cards? Several playmats. Oh, we, had right. a, we had a league at my store. Yeah, I th I think I might have a playmat somewhere. I'm not entirely mm -hmm. sure. It was like the only playmat I ever got, which was a pity prize. Mm -hmm. But no, wait, was that the pity prize or did I actually genuinely win that? Knowing you, it would have no. been the pity prize. <laughs> no, someone else won it and I bought it off them. That was it. Oh. Yeah, I bought their entry for them so I get uh, so I could get the playmat. Um. Oh. The the pity prize was um, a t-shirt, which was yeah. We got like two t-shirts per tournament, sort of thing. So we because we actually we were judges, we were actually official judges and things. Um, whoever was the judge for that tournament, uh, we always had one t-shirt for the the winner, and then another t-shirt was just random luck. Like you know, we just rolled the dice effectively to see who of the participants actually got it. And at that point in time, it was me. Yay. Nice. Yeah. So that I means I suck. I I, I <laughs> did collect the uh, the Pokemon cards, but I never played the game. I just got them because they had funny Pokemon on them. So I had like an entire tin full. And recently, I've been watching um, Max Mofo Pokemon, which is like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Max Mofo, but he's an Australian YouTuber. Um, came up by a very interesting way, um, making videos that nowadays you wouldn't be able to make on YouTube, uh, but he also has a channel where he just opens Pokemon booster packs. And I was like, let me take a look at my Pokemon cards. Now that I know a little bit more about them, and I've already told this on, on my stream about like, what I've learned, it's a lot of knowledge that you're never going to need in life about what is special and what's not. So I was like going through my cards. And apparently I have like this one Charizard card, which I never thought was special at all. And like oh, no, it was, was rare as hell. And it was wor and it's, it's apparently worth about 150 bucks. And I'm like, dude, I never knew. I'm not going to use it, but I never knew. <laughs> yep. Did you guys do the Pokemon card thing or not really? Just when it first came out, when I was yeah, a kid, I, I was like, yeah, cool. I bought a few of them and played it a while. So all my first edition cards are not in that good of shape. <laughs> I, I've got to admit, like, so, so there's some people, mm -hmm. right, that are really adept at playing board games. Right, we're talking things like, oh God, um, Settlers of Catan. We're talking, 
crap i can't i'm struggling to remember you know the that that ilk of game mm -hmm. right the the sort of game where you have to not only remember what you have but mm -hmm. what your opponent has right i can't do that i just i just i mentally can't do that so like i'd build decks and things for the warcraft tcg and it was like oh yeah i've got this cool mechanic and then and the, there was, I was always playing one of my friends who was always playing a mage deck. And that deck could prevent you from playing fucking anything. So mm -hmm. I'm going to play this minion tonight. <clears throat> I'm going to play this minion tonight. I'm going to cast this spell tonight. I'm going to flip the table tonight. Fuck you. <laughs> that reminds me of my first magic experience, um, which was at like Tenocom 17, like the last Tenocom I went to, 18. Um, because they always have this magic tournament afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, I want to, I want to try and join in." So, I, so I bought like one of these boxes, and then it was like, "All right, well, we're gonna like make our decks or whatever." And um, I basically had to have Rob like explain to me what it was, and then I, my first match was against him, and I was like, um, "All right, can I do this move?" And he's like, "No, no, no." It's like, "Can I do this move?" <laughs> Eventually, he won. Big surprise, but um. It was pretty fun, but yeah, it's it's a lot to like be aware of. Like, what do you have in your hand, and what could someone else have in their hand? And how do you play against that? It's 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 a lot you need to know. When I was at the last Tenacon at twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. I had Zandi there trying to teach me how to play Magic: The Gathering. Mm -hmm. Right? No word of a lie. I was getting so confused. And what he was talking about, we were playing in the park on the grass. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that these cards are touching the ground, right? <laughs> and and he, it was just like, right. And like, I every, I couldn't do anything. My hand was awful. Like, like, oh, cool. Three lands, some monsters. Awesome. Like, you know, I just got to wait for some more lands or something. And everything I drew was just freaking not what I wanted. And then eventually, like, you know, I went for a walk around this... Uh, fair and things and i noticed a jojo t-shirt and i sent it to rebecca mm. going oh is this gonna be the new work uniform and during the game with zandy she'd come up to me and was like Zeno, where did you find that t-shirt and it's like oh let me show you and <laughs> it's like i'm sorry zandy i cannot get it and she's like no 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 you play your game just tell me what no no i have to come with you <laughs> i am sorry <laughs> like you know i i honestly i was struggling so hard to actually understand absolutely everything because you just have to remember that the your opponent could do stuff on your turn as well and i'm like oh no i'm lost i'm done i i cannot do this like the, the extent of tcgs i can do a fucking half stone and that's it mm -hmm. well you can't do it anymore no, I will not play Hearthstone anymore. So, yeah. Um, I see people are here talking about um, Little Duck in the New War. What about Little Duck becoming the main character in, in, in Warframe's New War? I, I know that Casino really loves Little Duck's accents. Uh, it's true to life. I can see why he would. Yeah, he, uh, I, I, I mean, he he's a Brit. They all talk like that, right? I thought they all talked like bent kids. Oh. <laughs> There's more Aussies than anything else. But oh no, I I I, I cannot I 
can't stand little duck. Okay, okay. So, which character in Warframe mm-hmm. annoys you the most? You know, in in speech, in dialogue, in in anything. And Glitch Lotus does not count. <gasps> Tim. Uh. Hmm. Dang, that's a good one. I don't. Man, because uh, I got to think what what characters are up there on top of the list that doesn't get much lines. So I, I will I will buy you time, Jim. You know I I will obviously allude to it is Little Duck for me. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with Little Duck is that she starts like first off her in the comic does not correlate with her in the game. She does not have the same speech pattern in the slightest. Right, I don't know if anyone's read the comic, but she talks like a normal individual, not muckety mucks, which is just like, what the hell is that? What are you even trying to say? Are you talking about something that rolls rolls around in the dirt? I don't know. Talk the Queen's English. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I cannot. Oh, angers me so. Yeah, no. For for me, it I think it would have to be regular Lotus, uh, because really, yeah. Because the thing is, is that I don't want to spoil too much. But the thing is, is that um, I thought her character, her, the way that I view her character, really depends on the new war, because basically I think that they've done an interesting twist with it. However, um. It's it's because of the memes that it killed me. It killed my love for the Lotus when it comes to um, people were coming out like, "Oh, Lotus is Space Mom," and I was like, "Okay, well, that's a funny meme. Let's let's call Lotus Space Mom." And more and more after that, I've been feeling like they've been given Lotus this pass to do anything to always be loved because oh, she's Space Mom, right? She can't do no wrong, and she's the perfect good. And now when she might not be. Doing what we think, doing what is in our interest, in is is alongside us. We need to rescue her and bring her back. Even though I think a lot of these things that are being attached to her, or why we should care about her, are not deserved in the storyline. It's more like, oh, because we all love Lotus, we all want her back, right? It's like, uh, no. And like for me, it's like if in the new war we're gonna see, um. We're, it's it's basically going to be the plot line of oh we're going to go in there she fights us we fight her and then she comes back and it's like the same as before I'm just going to be like well that didn't do anything that yeah, just made her a completely not. flat character I'd rather like have have to like get rid of her to like break with a tradition and like set food on her own and become individuals um, or have to like have a completely different sort of relationship than that is just like oh but you guys all love Lotus so it's so glad that she's back it's like no 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 I don't think that she deserves that at all and especially when it comes to that it's like two years ago that they um, did the weird thing with Glitch Lotus and they left us on this cliffhanger I thought for two weeks that thing was funny and then I was bored with yeah. it and I was like come on just give us more of the story and it's still not resolved and I'm like yeah, yeah you, I don't have the immense love for Lotus that I love to see that thing like for two years like just do something with the character kill it off or give it a place don't leave us here because I don't have these feelings for her because I don't think that she she warrants it at all it's just 
it's only based off a meme, and I don't think that's worth it. I can see that for sure. I I completely agree. I think that two years or however long is too long. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to get some form of resolution with the Lotus. I'm fine with taking her back into the fold as long as it's written well. If it's mm-hmm. just like... Oh no, I need the error of my ways. Please take me back. I love the jewel. I'd be like, no, that that's that's weak ass writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean so Steve alluded to during Tenocom that she would have to make the decision between either saving her the family she fostered versus mm-hmm. the family by blood. And I mean that instantly gives me an impression that hey look she's coming back yeah so I think that there's gonna be some kind maybe we have to jam the helmet back on her head <laughs> I think uh, so yeah cloud right. of judgment again you guys keep talking I'm going back okay but yeah Jim um now for your character will you dislike the most I was, voice. while you were I was trying to think of like who I could think of. That's just bothersome, but I don't know, man. Like, oh, so like I keep running my head through somebody in Fortuna or somebody in Cetus, but I can't, uh, I can't pinpoint one of them. Consu? Like sometimes the, sometimes the 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 weird dialogue, you know, kind of kind of throws me off, and I'm like, all right, shut up. I just mm-hmm. I just want the mission, but I don't know. I it's probably it's probably it's probably more of the the Osterons than, or sorry, more of. Uh, the Fortunas. How do, you, how do you feel about the... Yes. the that's what how, it was. how do you feel about the Fortuna bellies thing when that came out? <sighs> bellies? Have you that's... gotten to max rank on Fortuna? Oh, the rank 5 thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was interesting. I don't know how it made sense, but it's fine, I guess. Neat, but they didn't... I mean, it was... Sure. Drew, how do you feel about it? How it how it worked though, you know what I mean? It, like it, how they got that far. It wasn't, it wasn't needed. It just felt like, yeah, yeah. It's just the ooh. What, what's what's the value of doing that? I mean, it it just shatters the illusion. I I love the the idea that they were just like fully cyberized or something. Nope, their heads are in their torsos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I re- cool. I re- Rise. <laughs> I remember that when um, when I saw people on stream already having that, and I was like, "Oh shit! Okay, I, sh- I mustn't watch. I must get to the max rank and then see what happens." And I was expecting some yeah. sort of like cinematics or something where it's like, "Tenno, come here! I-, I gotta show you something or whatever." I was just like, "Boom! It opens!" Like, okay, that's what we look like now. And I'm like, "Are you gonna explain this shit? Am I gonna have to just believe this?" Yeah. What? Not like a big veil behind the curtain thing. Mm-hmm. Keeps them warm. Keeps <laughs> you know I speak the true true. So um let's um let's talk a little bit about um about Twitch again. Um how do you feel like so Jim, how do you do it with Warframe and streaming Warframe and around like these times where Warframe doesn't have a lot of content like now? Like can you still like are you still enjoying yourself in Warframe on streams? Do you do you do a lot of other games or how do you manage that 
um, in times like these? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been Variety for a couple of years now. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it started off by, like, replacing one day a week and then two days a week and three um, for at least a year straight, maybe more. I'd, I'd have to go check, but I've I've been doing Warframe on just Fridays now, mm -hmm. um, and it depends on it depends on if it's uh, like a Barrowketeer day or uh, you know or s something where there's like a big event. But most of the time, uh, you know, you, you get on and it's either it's either full stream or or at least half stream of uh, Warframe, depending on what there is to do and you know if there's like time limited stuff to get. It'll definitely be more, more coming up with the Halloween event um, mm -hmm. this year because you know usually around events you got a lot of stuff to do and uh, when we got the summer event which was pretty neat so there was a lot of time you know squirt gunning nerds uh, which was which was pretty fun to do too uh, but but other than that uh, I, I tend to keep it busy so um, yeah just just kind of just kind of whatever whatever's on the menu like I said I play back to back games for mm -hmm. all of 2019 so couple days a week will be the campaign days and then the other two days will be like variety so and warframes included in that variety so what are some of the best games you've played this year oh um i really enjoyed playing through the borderlands is mm -hmm. the series before leading up to three and three beat three a couple weeks ago so that was pretty cool um final fantasy 15 had a really cool story too i really like that um beat that this year mm -hmm. uh, let's see what else it is like oh the uh, Dark Siders series was a lot of fun too. I really enjoyed all those. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I've played a game that I that I disliked. Did um, you play Anthem? Yeah, yeah, Anthem was great. Like I thought Anthem had a really cool story and the the dialogue was really good. Mm -hmm. um, the the part where Anthem gets a bad rap is because they changed the game. Like, if you read that big, long article that was written earlier this year, um, they basically changed the scope of the game last minute to be like a, like a story adventure game to mm -hmm. a looter shooter. And so that's, that's why there was no, like, post-campaign, like, repeatable raid content that everybody expected because the scope was changed and so for me i never i didn't grind the game hardcore right like and and beat the whole campaign within the first week and then you know grind for gear and then just be miserable like i played anthem for the story of the campaign played through it on my mm -hmm. campaign story days same with division two and like you know i i kept playing and by the time i finally finished the game i was like wow that was a really cool story like what happens to these things that they like left hanging right i'm like ooh. Mm -hmm. Let's hope we get that back. Like, I want to continue that stuff. I thought it was great. Um, and then uh, when they had Cataclysm out last month or two months ago, I played played that every week, and I created some, you know, YouTube videos and streamed it a few times, and I thought that was a lot of fun, too, for, like, repeatable content. Apparently, there's something going on right now. I got to log in and check for, like, a Halloween event. Um, but I, I thought the game felt good. It just, it just needs more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they need... They need to continue either the stories. They need to add more, you know, repeatable contents. Um, and the Cataclysm event kind of felt like, like I've never played Endgame Diablo three, but mm -hmm. uh, one of the people in my squad, Kira, said, uh, he said it, it felt kind of like Diablo three Greater Rifts, where you could like go in and do stuff and like loot and kill a bunch of enemies, and uh, for like repeatable. So it's like that seems like a winning success. Like apparently it's great. You can continually scale mm -hmm. it up. Um, type of thing. So I was like, well, as long as there is, 
You know what I mean? It just it just needs more. It just needs to mm-hmm. more development. So in my opinion, yeah. like in my opinion, like that's 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 from where I see it is is it ran into uh roadblocks and feedback because there wasn't any post post campaign stuff to do. Yeah, so. no, I was I, I played it for like the beta weekends or the like like demo weekends and then mm-hmm. like for like entire half a week and then I was like nah and I put it down and um yeah I felt I felt that there was like a big hype when it like came out and then it came out and then like it just dropped and like it's it's sad I really wish that it was going to be like a great competitor to Warframe because that would have been awesome um yeah it I just needs more content yeah in my opinion it's it's kind of like how uh what's the space game what's the space exploration game that launched flat on its face too uh, Norman Sky this year. Sorry, Star Citizen. No, uh, it was another one that was hyped up and then wasn't delivered as promised. The, the, um, oh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, that's the. That one. was last year. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. last year that launched flow flat on its face. People thought they were going under, and there was a big thing where they felt deceived, and then they kept developing it. And then this year, dropped the the big update. Right, mm-hmm. and now, now everybody says it's 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 wonderful. It's an amazing experience, and you can do a lot, and it's everything they promised. So, like, it's not it's not unheard of for you know games to launch with a with a, a predisposed like idea of how it's supposed to play, and then you know launches without that, but then they continue continue development and then make it what they said it was. So. And and I, there's going to be people who are going to disagree and say, well, if they if they said the game's going to be this, they should have launched with this. Um, but you know what? I'm I'm not a developer. I didn't I didn't work on the game. Like, t- t- don't argue with me. <laughs> I played it. I played it and enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you the the dev timeline of a game. So, uh, well, actually, um, now that you're here, um, and we talked about Twitch. The other topic that I want to talk about is, um, of course. Anthem, the the death timeline, and uh, why did you decide to? Why did Anthem decide to call the game Anthem? Um, I thought you were the perfect guy. You're not on the team, but you know we're gonna ask you these questions anyway. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, after, like I said, after reading the article, I didn't even know that it was supposed to be named something else. Um, but I, I, I guess they named it Anthem because that was like one of the key objectives in the game the anthem of, the of creation or so i i don't remember much about it yeah it was one of the uh, the artifacts or whatever the the thing that that made things go boom and mm. messed up the environment and things like that now the one cool thing they did with cataclysm though is they made like a world changing event like cataclysm was uh, a world changing event to the map so like if you did the free roam mm-hmm. you know what i mean pre-anthem it looked one way and now post or uh pre-cataclysm now post-cataclysm the one area is permanently changed you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. like they're developing that over time which i think is really really cool which we touched on earlier with like you know warframe content and you know other games that do that as well like destiny things like that Mm -hmm. so we'll see we'll see but i think that's literally the only reason they called it that and maybe it's easier to say and it started with an a too yeah. many games start with like the letter S. There's actually, yeah, dude, there's so yeah. many. Damn. Um, but yeah, it makes me a little sad that the directory and Twitch is just like dead of Anthem. No one streams it almost. 
every cataclysm came out it was it was popping it was like 400 people yeah i had like i had like a tenth of the directory number one <laughs> it was great nice 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 yeah. nice so yeah uh let's see Cool. Is there anything that you are excited for? Any games, any events, any thing, Warframe, not Warframe, movies? Coming up or yeah. having just previously launched? Both? Um, yeah, let's, let's do both. Do what's previously launched and then do coming up. Previously launched, I've been enjoying a lot of... Um, uh i think shadow keep has been pretty cool so far um you know oh uh iceborne in monster hunter world it essentially doubled the size of the game like mm -hmm. it it's insanely large for the value i think that's that's definitely contender for game of the year again this year at least uh rpg of the year um so that's been a lot of fun i've been enjoying that off stream mostly little a couple streams you know on thursdays here and there um of that while i've been playing through that story and so that's that's been a lot of fun. Uh, coming up, obviously, always excited for the new Star Wars movies. So I've uh, I, I saw ticket sales went on sale today for the new Star Wars. So I'm pretty really getting ready for that. Yeah, dude, Star really? Wars. Let's go! Like, come on, hell yeah, man! Know. Give me some lightsabers, bro. Um, <sighs> and then uh, I don't know. I don't think there's any new games coming up towards the end of the year, right? Cyberpunk is next year. Mm-hmm right still still hopeful for that i think they're gonna do good uh i think it's gonna be a lot of fun um, yeah. yeah oh uh this coming couple weeks is gonna be extra life game day so we're gonna be seeing a lot of uh good happening in the world which i'm excited for oh yeah raising money for for charity which is gonna be mm -hmm. sick hmm. mm -hmm. we also have um another really cool thing on youtube coming up which i can't talk about but um yeah um if I say Mr. Beast to Mark Rover, um, and Trades, you might be able to figure it out. But uh, it's gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be way bigger than anything else on YouTube before. Um, it's pretty insane, and I'll uh, I'll tell you guys about it if you're interested afterwards. But um, yeah, like I'm really excited about that. Um, in about a week's time, you're, you're probably gonna see some of it. Uh, but yeah, we have the extra life thing. Then we have, of course, the holidays coming up really soon as well. Mm-hmm. These are going to be fun times. Damn, 2019 goes fast, man. It's insane. Yeah, this year did go really fast. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly quick. It did. So yet the content is still always so far away. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, Warframe. Let's go back to that. Mm. Do you think that the way okay this is a hard-hitting question do you think the way that warframe is being developed where they're constantly beefing up the big updates the big main lines that the game is going to be sustainable for the long run or are you pessimistic and believe that you know it's going to get to a point where there's going to be an entire year without content without major content i was gonna say we're already there <laughs> um i'm a i'm a pretty optimistic person by nature so i feel like they like they got a good finger on the pulse um mm -hmm. 
as far as timing because we used to get very quick small events type of thing small content drops um and then they they shifted to the big once a year releases of cinematic quests and and uh, story campaigns and things like that story quests um it is getting much longer in between those though which is slightly concerning to you mm. know what i mean like like don't get me wrong i love tenogen and uh, you know i know a lot of the creators and what they do is great and uh new fashion is is always something fun in the game and you know it, it helps support the development um but uh but yeah to 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 circle back to your question it's i think if they go too long without major updates uh with no end game ish content i guess um that's mm -hmm. it's uh it, it'll be they're just the players will be you know people just come around for for the for the the event and then they'll be done right it's mm -hmm. yes no a, it's like a spike and done spike and done yeah. over and over and i don't know uh, i don't know if that's profitable i, I really don't but um i, I feel as though and i brought this up before with uh previous framecast that I get the feeling that a couple of years ago, and I don't know, you joined in 2016, so you might, um, you might have experienced this as well. Like I felt it more on the Twitch side of things, but that's also where I like got to know like a lot of people. That Warframe had like a like, it started off slowly, and you just had like a couple of creators that were like, "Oh, I'm playing the game. Let me make videos about it. Let me do some streams about it." It wasn't really anything that you know anyone did. And then people got to, and then more and more people started doing it. And then we kind of get this community around it. And I got like really excited because we get like the second dream and then the war within and Tenocom became a thing. And now it feels, if I look at like the Twitch directory, I, I see a lot of people that have just like, that were ones like streaming war from a lot that have now moved on and do their other things and just come back once in a while when there's like a brand new update to just play that and then go on. Which I perfectly can understand. Um, but it doesn't feel like Warframe has that, that like traction anymore that's like this hot thing where everyone is coming at. And um, I'm, I'm talking about Twitch now, but I feel that this is a very, uh, very like similar thing to the in-game community where it's like, um, I feel that a lot of veterans, well, veterans are, it's maybe not the best word, but a lot of, uh, what is it? Um, currently, and like like end end game players, long lasting players, play the game, and at the end of it, just just like they they play for everything and then they wait for the next update and they come and they wait, and everyone else is like on that track to become like go on go on go on and then wait, and go on go on go on wait. It's not like everyone's just like showing off. Like I felt like they, they were just like end game players are showing off their fashion, helping get new players and new players just joining in and learning. It's just like. You know, it's kind of like this thing where it's like you start, you finish everything, you wait. And that's what it feels like. But I don't know whether that's just me or whether you feel something similar. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. It's yeah, I think I, I kind of mentioned that earlier as well, like or at least touched on it. I That's mm -hmm. that's definitely what it feels like. You just you, you obtain everything and you're like or everything you want to obtain. For example, like I, I had everything on Xbox. And then when I started over on PC, I'm like, I'm not like I know the weapons I'm using right and mm -hmm. the, the weapons i like to use so on the pc account i'm i'm currently a mastery rank 24 by accident like i'm no even i haven't constructed any of the dojo weapons because i don't use any of them i'm not going to use the form no, of course no not. Good. like 
yeah so like you know grinding that and like i don't know yeah i agree i don't, mm -hmm. I, don't I, I rarely do sorties i don't do arbitrations i don't i don't really care to do eidolons like every once in a while if it's nighttime we'll run one tri cap and that's it everybody's like what should i bring you know how shoot do you want me to bring this frame or this frame I'm like bring whatever you want it's we're just doing one it's yeah <laughs> we're, we're doing this casually like it doesn't it does us no good to be hardcore and sticklers about what you bring like oh i did i did four in a night i did five in a night i soloed 17 <laughs> tri caps in a night okay. okay okay good job dude like that's great <laughs> like really it is it's that's cool what do you got what what, what did that get you some arcanes you already had 10 of <laughs> what what do you want now <laughs> like you know what i mean like did mm -hmm. you get another articula did you get some more riven transmuters like there's no i mean but you're right it's like mm -hmm. you, you get the stuff you want and then you're kind of waiting mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's and I, I really don't like i could throw out some ideas on how it might on how we could fix it but like i don't know if an ongoing community event would help like i don't know if uh if a social space with a, a changing you know, like the changing thing we talked about earlier, where you could like the, the world constantly changes, right? Like they've they've done similar things with the planes where you get the the ghouls doesn't really change anything when the event's done. Or uh, what's the infestation one? Yeah, the Plague Star. Plague Star. Yeah, mm -hmm. we thought that was going to be a permanent a permanent uh, effect in the planes as well. But it doesn't. It goes away and then planes remains as it is like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not uh which, which makes sense in, I guess, in the scope of Warframe. It's just, you know, an event comes yeah. around, and if you don't have the stuff, you do it. If you already have all the stuff, you don't bother with it. Yeah. Like, so. But that's, I mean, that's the beauty of Warframe, right? You've got people who haven't experienced any of that, brand new players coming, and then you've got people who've already done it all. So it's the balance of how do you, how do you continue making new content for the, you know, the players who have everything, who mm -hmm. are god mode right because warframe is god mode simulator mm -hmm. and how do you make the stuff that's tough and challenging for those but also can be played by new players and i've talked about it before with mm -hmm. uh with other creators and i think the answer is you don't like not every bit of content can be played by everybody and i think no. that's where where they're running into trouble is um you know raids are aren't meant to be run early oh, on in your in your I, gaming career you're, you're not meant mm -hmm. to play you know level 100 mm -hmm. missions now when you're when you're brand new like it's the stuff takes a while to get to like mm -hmm. think of any other game that's got long light let's just like look at world of warcraft right like can you go do instances and raids and multiplayer things like when you're you know any anywhere under level 60 i don't know what the level cap is anymore 70 80 90 100 like can you can you easily join a, a group and run an end game level thing when you're not end gamed and farmed for appropriate gear at that time? I I don't play it, but I really don't think you can. Right? It's not a Odd, not oddly a enough. Game, right? Oddly enough to to prevent you from going down a line that you may not so much regret, but be called out on. You can, right? You actually can. So they introduced the system called looking for group lfg right okay. and the whole premise of it is you can join content at set levels so if you wanted to oh. go to the latest dungeon right there, there's different degrees of difficulty so there's normal heroic and i think there's now mythic 
right? Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is that anyone can join the the normal as long as you meet the minimum level of requirements, which is probably that set and defined by the zone, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, for example, Wrath of the Lich King, you could either go to Borean Tundra or Howling Fjord, right? So that meant that the dungeons were at least level 70, mm. right? Okay, cool. Then, if you wanted to do the heroic versions of those dungeons, you had to be max level, right? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they decided to go one step further. In order to do those dungeons, you had to be max level, and your gear score had to be, again, a minimum level, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how they actually combated that. So to make sure that the person got to the right place that they were adequate for, they had to meet these minimum requirements. I remember in the following expansion called Cataclysm, the dungeons were a lot harder, right? So they made it a lot more difficult to be a tank in those situations. And I'm sure you guys know what I mean by a tank. Right. Michelle? Yeah, one of the stealth units, right? I'm just going to agree with you. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> One of those stealth things. So, you, you know, you had to be a tank. And in the first patch, which was 3.1? Uh, nope. 4.1? Something like that. When they first introduced uh, the, the... Sorry. When they did release the first patch to Cataclysm, they introduced what's commonly referred to as the Thrall Cape. Right? Mm -hmm. Thrall is a character in World of Warcraft. You do a quest for him, and he would reward you this high-level cape. And that would drag everyone's gear score up. Cool. So you would go do a dungeon with people that had mediocre gear at best, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I can't heal this. Yeah, because oh you got that bastard cape on, and you fucking <laughs> cheese your way into the damn thing. And like, you know, and, and you'd get stuff like this, right? Yeah. So the system isn't infallible, right? But a looking for group or looking for raid system is certainly a better way of dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I remember one day when they took raids out of Warframe, and they're like, it made sense that these things were like standalone systems that were very different from the rest of the game and were therefore like very buggy with every update. I could get behind that. But one of the things that really egged me on when they like said they were going to remove this in like a forum post, it was like, oh, we're going to remove this. Here's a forum post, but we're going to remove it. Like a lot of players just played Warframe for that raid thing. Mm -hmm. They just said that, and I'm like, they were saying, yeah, we're going to remove the raids because uh, because it's buggy and because it's not accessible to new players. I was like, wait a minute, the end game content is not accessible to new players. Hold on, hold up, is that a problem? I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, I, I will admit they were like tough to get into because we didn't have the looking for group thing. So you need to like have a key and then have eight people to do it with. And if you had like, we had Dark Slayer, Free Win Free, that was a great like raid streamer that would teach the raids. But if you were just a random person in the recruiting tab, you wanted to do a raid, like, and you didn't know if the raid school bus, which is like another like, community within Warframe, um, if you didn't know about it, I didn't know about it for the longest time. You just had to, like, you were just in recruiting. It's like, I'm looking for a raid. And it's like, you can only join the raid if you know how to do it. 
well, then how do I learn how to do it? So, like, right. that was a yeah. point of entry. But I thought that was really weird when they, like, and I was like, yeah, it's so hard for new players. Like, no, it's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be hard for new players. This is not something you do in day one. Yeah. The problem it's, it's can I go real quick? It's funny yeah. you mentioned Dark Slayer because the the day it was like day one, I think it was day one that I started my PC account. Mm -hmm. I had I had my Excalibur, my MK1 Paris, I think I grabbed. No, I grabbed Bratton. It was like Bratton, Skana, and Kunai, I think is mm -hmm. what I grabbed. And like Dark was like, oh, Jim started a PC account. Go on. And he DM'd me on Discord while I was streaming. He was like you want to do a law retribution? I'm like, <laughs> I'm level 23 with MK1 gear. I'm like, we'll all run it. And I was like, oh my God. So we did. We ran uh, an eight man Excalibur law of retribution. <laughs> and I hadn't even 30'd one of my pieces of gear on the account yet. I was just like, it was a brand new account. It was the funniest thing ever. I was like, this shouldn't be possible. Like, why is this possible? I like I know what to do. I was very, mm -hmm. very familiar with the raids. Like I, you know, I've ran them several times. And I've taught mm -hmm. them, but it, it was just it was silly nonetheless. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do let's do the yeah. end game content. Get me a couple of arcanes, and we'll go from there. But it was it was the funniest thing ever. Mm -hmm. Damn, I wish I saw that. Yeah, it's probably saved in one of his vods somewhere. Out of interest, did you wipe often? No, not at all. Oh, not so. At all. One of the problems that DE faced with the whole raid content mm -hmm. is I think a lot of it was down to inexperience on how to build it. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh. So, you know, because if I don't think any of their prior games had anything like raid content before, right? The structure mm -hmm. of Warframe required you to have like a minimum internet connection to be able to do anything i now that i am back on adsl 2 cry um i have to my brain's just frozen adsl 2 so i've just seen the number of people that are actually you have to us. dial up internet no, 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 no. <laughs> i have to have someone else host because otherwise i will lag them out mm -hmm. right not oh, by choice yeah, yeah. right yeah. so there were certain things that were a minimum needed to make sure that raids were viable in Warframe. But another big thing is that they didn't have the experience needed to know how to construct a proper raid, right? I remember them turning around and saying countless times, you know, we have problems with the raids because every single time we want to do a new release, we have to then postpone it like a week because we have to fix the raids. Because the raids had exclusive content behind them with the arcanes. They had to make sure that the raids always worked. Otherwise, it was a huge problem. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I bloody get it, man. No, I, I, I can't imagine because it was like the only place where you could put in eight people. Which is funny because like I remember doing in 2016 like a... Um, a, a fireworks special or anything i don't know some sort of video where you're like when with eight people and just like used mirages and like fireworks to like do like a light show or something it's my very first video that passed a thousand views and was like damn hell yeah um that was like the eight player experience which will always stick to me stick to me but like aside from that it was like eight players is something that you haven't seen before and anywhere and then like I can only imagine if they like put in a new war from like, okay, well that's pretty cool. Let's think of some powers, but you don't necessarily know how it interacts with every single piece of gear. 
And what if, like, every single, like, like let's say you have, like, two Oberons. Like, what what does that do with, like, your, your health and your, like, your renewal? And what, is, what, 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 what if you have three Oberons? Or what if you have, like, mm-hmm. seven Oberons? Like, can you still die at that point? It's like, uh, I can imagine if they, like, put in new stuff, especially, like, weapons or Warframes that do interesting things. Like, where are you going to go with that? And how yeah. does that work yeah. out? The the one thing you said in what you were just talking about when you mentioned gear sparked mm-hmm. an idea in my head from uh, from Destiny. <laughs> I actually is uh, in Destiny one it was very very prevalent. Uh, two it's it's a little bit um, in in the raids um, going back to raids, but there was raid specific weapons mm-hmm. and gear that you could have that had bonuses um, that aided you in those specific raids. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how easily possible that would be for Warframe, but if there was certain... For, so I'll just do like Vault of Glass, right? Is the Destiny 1, Year 1 raid, mm-hmm. um, where there was these floaty like oracles, right? There were just tones of light and blocks and you had to shoot them, right? Or, mm-hmm. or the whole everybody wiped is like a wipe mechanic. Well, once you beat the raid and you got one of these guns... The guns had, an, you know, a few of them had Oracle Disruptor on them. So you dealt additional damage to the Oracles. So mm-hmm. you could kill them quicker and easier to help, you know, with your progression. Mm-hmm. So that's just an example of one of the, the built-in mechanics on some of these weapons and armors and things. Um, other ones were like, hold on to an orb for longer, right? Like if you mm-hmm. have to carry an orb to a certain point to deposit. Well, if, if Warframe had raids and they dropped raid specific weapons since we or maybe even armor right maybe maybe it's fashion stuff that you could equip i don't know but if there was such mechanics in the game and it was still eight players but then you had specific armor that you could earn like if there was a specific drop table for you know uh uh, i'm trying to think of the right word it's not event specific it's uh content specific perks right Mm-hmm. So that would be like, okay, well, now now we've got something to, to work for, right? We're going to run this, and we're going to learn it so we can get the full set, right? So we can make it easier to run it more and help new players and stuff like that. Like, that's that's unique stuff that you can use in that specific circumstance. And the only, you know, the, the reason I'm thinking this might actually work is because they're coming out with the Kuva weapons now, the Kuva huh. Lich weapons, right? So, like, we mm-hmm. we don't need another Tonkor, right? But the Kuva Tonkor, for example, is going to give mm-hmm. not only mastery rank, but it's going to be different somehow. It's going to have a different something on it, yeah. right? So it's not out of the mm-hmm. question that we get event-specific, you know, armor, weapons, gear, mods. I, I don't want to say mods. I think that's, like, copping out a little bit. But well, maybe it comes in the form of a mod, right? Like, maybe you get uh, mm-hmm. a primary mod that gives something for that that specific... Uh, mm-hmm. task right kind of like how they did with the sentient mods yeah or, i've no. i've always been a big proponent for um content or like content provided uh gear so in the sense of mm-hmm. like hey the way that destiny does is like you kill an enemy or you, you complete like an, a quest here you go a weapon in warframe you generally just like you kill a bot or you, you kill enemies and you get a weapon part or you get like the resources for which you can craft weapons like generally it's fine but especially when it came around with the login system thing um i think that stuff like a sinister and weapons are in the login rotations like that shouldn't be in there like put those on like skill things like do like have 
a hard content have like a raid or something so that like depending on how good you are as a player you can acquire these things and if then if you if you get to there like within like a month which i've seen people do you get it within a month but it feels right. really weird uh, i've had a player like come up to me during streams where they were like oh i've i've, I've finished everything in the game i played for three months and i've gotten through everything but all these login things i can't get because i just have to wait days it's like that's weird like why is not if you're good at the game you get things I think that that would be a great thing. Um, I think that that would be pretty cool. I think my internet's going a bit nuts, guys. Yeah, I'm noticing it. Is I'm noticing internet issues. Oh my god, they both left me! <laughs> I'm alone. I'm alone now. I have moved... Okay, Whoa, we're back uh, to use East. I'm, I'm all by myself. All by myself. I'm back. Back. I'm back. All right, we're 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 we're, we're I, getting them back. Here we go. I I don't know why the the cameras have swapped position. Th thanks Discord. So um, now for me it's still alright. Uh, Jim is just okay, purple icon. Oh, he's coming back. There we go. Like I I I swapped the 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 region and then all of a sudden discord restarted for me i'm like what the heck's happening and mine mine crashed too when you did that my voice dropped to zero and disconnected me yeah it was, it was super weird right um okay so crap what was i gonna say uh we were talking about content specific um rewards right i coming from the background of playing diablo 3 for so damn mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. I am against looter shooters, right? Okay. I am against like the RNG factor. Like people complain oh, yeah. that Warframe is a farming simulator, mm -hmm. right? I am sorry, Diablo 3 is leagues worse, right? <laughs> you might be after that one opalescent rifle from Borderlands, but you won't get it because RNG fucking hates you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I'm going to suggest... Huh? I was going to yeah. say, that's an easy fix, though. That You just do what Destiny did with the exotic drops, where if, if you get an exotic drop, it'll have a higher chance of dropping one that you don't already have. It's almost guaranteed you'll get one that you don't already have out of the available ones you don't already have. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair... Um, Transmutation in Warframe is the highest chance of actually getting mods you don't have, but no one fucking uses really? it. Yes, yeah. Transmutation is weighted to give you mods of a rarity you do not have, right? But everyone's just gone and forgotten this because no one it... likes the idea of wasting four mods for. I, I think they have to be like four. Uh, mods, same rarity but different mods. So you couldn't just put in like four. Oh God, what was the the one that was so easy to power get? Power throw. <laughs> it might be power throw actually. Yeah, yeah you, you know that that didn't help your your cause of getting a good. A oh, good okay, mod. I see. So it yeah. has to be four different rares. Okay. Yeah, but even so, like, how many billions of mods are you sat on? Oh, I turn them all into endo. Oh <laughs> really? I nice. <laughs> I that's my, that's my number one endo source, dude. I just like, oh yeah, I've got fifty of these. Like it used to be, you know, several hundreds, but since mm. learning that you can just dissolve them into endo, I was like, yes, they're they're gone. Let's get rid of them. Let's endo it up. 
All right. Um, shall we move into questions? Yes. Let's move into questions from the audience. See if they have anything to say and go from there. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions regarding anything, any topic, anything, whatever you feel like, feel free to post it in there. We might pick them out. So, yeah. Yep. Or, or we'll just sit here in silence and be awkward like professional streamers. Yeah. Professional. We are, so professional. we are so professional. The start was fantastic. Uh, I uh, yeah. the, 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 the break in between was amazing. When you guys just popped out. I was like all by myself. How's a baby formed? Well, no, you how see, is baby formed? It didn't it in, it involves it involves alcohol <laughs> and a rock concert. Mhm. Mm <laughs> I thought you were going to say a bus stop. <laughs> involves alcohol and a bus stop. <laughs> After a rock concert. <laughs> After a rock concert. And uh, you need to make sure your phone's battery is dead so you can't contact anybody. All right. And, uh, uh, you know, just... Nafidia asks, what are your opinions on how quickly Series 1 of Nightwave has been recycled? So, like, the rewards and, like, the wolf emote and the wolf armor... And a lot of like Nightwave series one stuff that were particular towards like the Wolves of Saturn Six is already back with the new intermission Nightwave thing. How do you See, feel about I that? See, I told you I should. I asked you if I should have logged in to check out the series intermission Nightwave rewards before the show, and you said no, no, no. Don't we're. Worry. I'm telling you about it now. We're, now we're, we're all in this together. I was just like, I really fucking hope that they're gonna be in. Um, I, in I don't know what the rewards are, but the fact that they came back around, I think, is a good thing. Um, I remember when I saw Wolf Beacons in Barrow's Beacons. thing, uh, like a month ago, I was like, what? And so I bought a few up. I was like, oh, good, because I don't have the sledge yet. This is, we, I need this. Like, mm -hmm. and then I found out apparently Wolf was farmable <laughs> after the fact. It's like, son yeah. of a bitch. Like, I could have just ran him for, you know, unlimited amounts of times. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, the question, I think it's, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't know if putting it back in an intermission is the way to do it. Um, but there, there has to be something somewhere, right? Like mm -hmm. they, they've already set the precedent of all content should be available to all players, regardless of what time you played the content or what time you're starting the game. So mm -hmm. like, no, there's no exclusive content in Warframe anymore, right? Like all, you know, exclusive sigils, rewards, weapons, mods, anything you got from an event five years ago, um, should still be readily available for players who joined today. Well, right? there's no like, my, time my... stuff anymore. My question, though, is if you already have this stuff, could you get an alternative amount of nope. credits or Kuba? No. That 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 should be a thing. You should be able to get oh, like credits, right. and because I know Kuva is now permanently on Nora's shop, mm -hmm. so just like credits, 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 Kuva, 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 Kuva. Yeah. No. So for, for, for me, I I feel that I. I stand a little bit different towards the uh, availability thing. I think that in the end, everything should be available and there shouldn't be like very exclusive things that like if you missed an event, well, sucks, it's never coming back. But what I remember from like the events when I started is that these events would come out and if you completed the entire event, you got to the end of it, you would get a weapon, like which would be like a Fandle or a Wraith. And then if you didn't get that, well, you didn't know if it was coming back. And then a couple of years later, Baby Burrow came around and then he brought some of these items once a year or once every half a year. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I can buy them back. 
if I want to. You didn't always have to have that window, but sometimes it would come back so that you knew that you could prepare to get it. Mm-hmm. Now, though, I feel that like the Wolf of Saturn Six hasn't been gone for that long, and you can already get it. And it's like the same thing with the Fire Patch on Fortuna with like the Optical Fando. It's like I know people that farmed that thing like that, like that mobile defense thing when it was like in its early, like very boring stage. You know, it's like in mm-hmm. its later, less still boring stage. Um, yep. Like they spent a lot of time and they got that Optical Fando. Now it's back every two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't want things to be completely exclusive, but, like, I also want it to be, like, you know, put your time into this. You'll, you'll have it for a while. And I think that they did it very well. Where it's like, I mean, every once a year we'll come back. It's like, if you want it, you got to wait a little bit. Like, then that's yeah. fine. And we'll come back around. And without without going down the, the, the discussion rabbit hole of that whole thing, like, to your point, I, I do agree. Like, it, it devalues... Or it, it mm-hmm. certainly, as as someone who, who grinds an event, mm-hmm. you know, either the, the Fissures event or the Summer event, right? Like, it, it almost feel like it, it feels like it devalues the more often and easier it is to obtain something afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if you, remember the, if you remember the Valentine's Day event from two or three years ago, where the only way to do it, it was a Conclave event. You had to shoot them with arrows yes. that had hearts. Or you had to, you know... Um, the only way to get like one of the skins and then the uh, the heart statue for your landing craft was to do the event, right? Was, mm-hmm. to, was to play the conclave, and it wasn't quick, um, but you know you, you enjoyed it. And uh, and then the very next year, they were like, "Oh, hey, you remember those cool little heart statues mm-hmm. you had to play this event for? Now you can just buy them for yeah, thousand creds a piece." And so everybody had like a hundred of them, and I was like. Was. Yep, good job for doing you, it. You know the one that I'm actually super happy about is actually the quick steal event. So the mm. the, the mini conclave event, which was one oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah, which was I'm pretty sure the weekend before or two weekends before the Valentine's Day one, and it's an amazing little pedestal thing, which is just constantly firing off electricity yeah. and like. Yeah, it didn't fucking come back. Right, and well, that's the thing. It will. It will. No, some way or another. Yes, no. it will. No. I thought that about the Rift Sigil. It came no. back easily to obtain. Like, but like, no. it's it's fine if it comes back, but not like like two weeks later. And that was that was yeah. that was like the optical Fandle. Two weeks later, it's back. And I'm like, wait, wait, right. what? But that's that's the point. Is like the the urgency mm-hmm. and the exclusivity of farming and mm-hmm. putting the time in to get the thing the first time around it, it it doesn't feel necessary the quicker things come back so for to your point let's do the night wave things like everybody who put in time to get all the wolf stuff go all the way to rank 30 to get the armor um all you know what i mean farmed it to get the sled whatever whatever else is currently available i haven't mm-hmm. like i said i haven't looked at the intermission yet but like if it's back already that means like well, well, now it's like okay. When when Nightwave Series three comes out, it's like, eh, if I hit rank thirty, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. If I miss the stuff, it's it'll it'll be back in in three weeks. Yeah, man. Like, like it'll be back. I don't I don't need to I don't need to I don't need to focus on it. Like I've no. got I've got Monster Hunter to play. I've got World of Warcraft to play. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. do those. I can always get this this time limited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff yeah. anytime I want. Like it yeah. it significantly devalues. Um, the urgency of of the content, which which I don't I don't like. Like I'm I'm it's, one of those people on the yeah. side of the fence that's if you were there for it, you you should be able to show something off. Like 
hey, like like Casino said, I've got this really cool statue that shoots lightning off. I was there for it. I played it. How mm-hmm. did I get that? I played it two years ago. I was here for it. And mm-hmm. somebody's like, how can I get that? Sorry, it's it's only available at that time. I'm sorry. Like it's mm-hmm. there might be something else neat like it possibly coming out, but it it's not yeah. gonna be like you missed it, you know? Mm-hmm. So all right, another quick question. How are we gonna yes. fix Lanero? Dedicated right. servers and improved netcode. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Fix it. The actually, I think the narrow like had great potential. Like I thought it was a fun, like very original game thing. But uh, yeah, it's. I think matchmaking is horrible as well. I've got a. I've got a confession. I've never played Lunaro. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, no, but to be fair though, I can appreciate that because whoever's the host has a distinct advantage over anyone else. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> unless you're running off one of those hosted um, servers, but it's it's so slow to set up because you need what six people. Mm-hmm. The netcode struggles with you know, the, the combat and everything. So you need dedicated hosting. Oh, God, sorry. Random yawn. Apologies. Um, but the, the yeah, the biggest problem is that the, the netcode is not optimized well enough for the, the PvP side of things because the PvP mm. side has to be hell of a lot more accurate mm. than the PvE side. Like right. the PVE side can give you like a general location of where a player is, but not necessarily like where they're looking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It can cheat, but PVP needs so much more. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I I guess that is it. I guess we're going to the end of it. Thank you so much for yep. watching. Thank you so much for being here, everyone. I super appreciate it. Make sure you guys check out Big Gem on Twitch.tv slash Big Gem ID. Um, YouTube, I think it's the same, Big Gem ID. Um, make sure you check out these highlights of this framecast on YouTube.com slash If you want to see it, uh, it will be out in its entirety tomorrow on YouTube.com slash Games. And as always, we stream this here on Twitch.tv slash Misha Postma. Um, Jim, I hope you had a great time. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, guys.